another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. So good to be joined by Sam and Jez and some of our incredible worship leaders, but to have you speaking today and sharing heart, I know it's going to be so powerful. So thank you. But this whole topic that we're in at the moment, Jesus says, I want to start by looking at the story in Mark 4 verse 35 to 41, it says, That day when evening came, Jesus said to His disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took Him along just as He was in the boat. There were also other boats with Him. And a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke Him and said to Him, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and waves and said to them, quiet, be still. And the wind died down and it was completely calm. And He said to His disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey Him. Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey Him. So we have this incredible story and we're just going to take a moment to break it down a bit because we're at this point of the ministry of Jesus where the disciples haven't actually been with Him for too long. I mean, they've seen some miracles, heard His teaching, know enough about Him to follow Him but they don't really realise the full extent of His power. So after a full day of teaching, they get into the boat to cross over the other side and the storm comes up and they're just freaking out because it's a powerful storm. And amidst their freaking out, they look over and Jesus is just in the middle of it all, fast asleep. So they wake Him up and they're like, Jesus, don't you care? Come on, we're about to drown. Now notice, that they didn't actually ask Him to do a miracle. They just asked Him, you know, don't you care that we're about to drown? Would you do something to save us right now? But Jesus is the man. He wakes up from his sleep, probably still a little bit groggy, and He rebukes the wind and the waves. And He says to them, quiet, be still. And with those three words, everything changes. Everything goes to calm. One minute, this fierce storm, to complete stillness and calm. You know, in that moment, the disciples turn to each other and they ask themselves this question, who is this? Who is this Jesus that we're following? Who is this Jesus that we've got in the boat with us? I mean, who is Jesus? And you know what? It's a profound question and a question that I actually want us to ask ourselves today. Come on, who is Jesus to me? Who is this Jesus that we believe in? Come on, who is this Jesus that we worship? Who is this Jesus that we follow? You know what? Because just like the disciples, we can have an understanding that Jesus is with us, that He's here doing life with us. I mean, He's in the middle maybe of the storm with us, but we don't actually realise who is with us. In other words, we can have a revelation of the presence of Jesus without knowing the person of Jesus. And you know what? When we have a revelation of the presence of Jesus without the person, without knowing the person of Jesus, it means that we can be just like the disciples, that we come to God with questions rather than with faith. You know, the disciples came to Jesus. Jesus, don't you care that this is about to happen? Don't you care that we're about to drown? Come on, wake up from your sleep. Jesus, where are you in the middle of this? 
And have you ever found yourself asking those same questions? I know I have. It's amazing what a storm brings up in us. It's eye-opening what it reveals about our thinking. I mean, it's us surprising what it reveals about our knowledge of who Jesus is, who Jesus is to us. Now, recently I was, to be honest, having a really tough time in lockdown. I was just having a hard day, you know, feeling quite lonely and isolated and I suppose just frustrated. And I remember talking to a friend about it and they asked me this powerful question. They said, Nadia, what kind of God do you think that you serve? Is He the kind of God that's going to leave you high and dry in this season? Is He the kind of God that's going to fail you? And I had this moment of, wow, yeah, what am I thinking? What do I actually believe about the God that I follow? And I had this moment of, you know what, I need to make a shift here. I need to increase my understanding and revelation about who my God is. You know, I think every storm that we go through can reveal a gap in our knowledge of who Jesus is. And it's an opportunity for us to bring the question back on ourselves and ask, who is Jesus to me in the middle of this? You know, it's an amazing thing when our understanding about Jesus increases. It means that we can come to the storm with faith in who our God is. And we're empowered to overcome. We're empowered for victory because we know who is in the middle of the storm with us. You know, 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him our knowledge of Him. Come on, we overcome because of knowledge of who He is and how He empowers us. Come on, let's not just have a revelation of the presence of Jesus without understanding the power of who is with us. You know, 2 Timothy 3, it says we can have a type of godliness but deny its power. And I don't want that. I don't want to settle in just knowing the presence of Jesus. I want to know the power of Jesus flowing through my life, that we can live in a place where we are overcoming storms. So what I want to do today is look at this whole topic of knowing the person of Jesus. And the first thing we're going to talk about is that we've got to put Him in His rightful place. And one of the things that I have loved about this season is seeing us as a church just press into Jesus, just seeing us prioritise Him and place Him at His rightful place. And it's incredible what this season reveals. And I think it's an amazing opportunity for us to correct our priorities, to correct how we see things and to correct our perspective. Now, I was reminded about this the other day when Craig was out doing some filming and the kids and I were home and the spider appeared on the floor and we do not do spiders well. Like I do not handle spiders, creepy crawlies at all. And so I kind of let the kids actually deal with it. And they ended up getting a glass jar and a bit of paper and getting the spider into the jar. And then before I knew it, they took this glass jar and placed it over the toilet and they got a fright in the middle of it, ended up dropping 
dropping the glass jar with the spider into the toilet and smashing the, the glass all through our toilet bowl. So I ended up, it was so dramatic, I ended up having to go into our dirty toilet bowl with my hands, take out the glass with this huge spider on the side of the toilet bowl just staring at me. I mean, it was so full on. And in the middle of this, I had this moment of, you know what, this is crazy. I mean, here are three people, me and the kids, who were giants to the spider, who were killing it, who were dominating it, yet we are the ones that are scared by it. Like, we need a serious perspective shift. You know what, it got me thinking, how often our incorrect perspective means that we struggle with things that we should never struggle with. No, the spider would not have been an issue if I had the correct perspective about the spider, if I saw it for what it was rather than what I made it out to be. And I reckon that there must be times where Jesus just looks at us perplexed, perplexed about our perspective, perplexed about the way we see things, perplexed about the things that worry us, that challenge us, that we're, we're fearful of. And he's like, why guys, why go there? Like I'm right here with you. Do you not realize who's right there with you? I mean, it was his response to his disciples in the middle of the storm when they came to him in fear. He's like, guys, why are you so afraid? Do you not realize who's in the middle of the storm with you? Do you not realize that I am right here with you? And some of us need to hear that word today. Come on, we've got to get a perspective shift. We've got to get our focus on who Jesus is, building a knowledge of who Jesus is, rather than our focus being on the power of the storm. See, what we focus on, it either empowers us or it disables us. See, Max Licardo puts it like this. He says, focus on giants and you stumble, but focus on God and giants tumble. Come on, I wanna be someone that overcomes and we overcome by knowing who Jesus is, who is with us. The second thing in knowing Jesus is that it's about trust not understanding. You know, we are never going to understand everything there is to know about Jesus. We're never going to fully understand Him. Come on, the Bible says that His ways are far higher than our ways. His thoughts are far greater than our thoughts. We're never going to understand an infinite God with our finite human understanding. We're never going to get Him. But, you know, I was reminded yesterday as I opened my journal that I have for preparing messages and and amongst my notes were these mass arrays from teaching my daughter Hope mass and it almost caused a little shudder. I don't like mass that much, but I had this moment of, you know what, wow, at the beginning of 2020, when I labelled my notebook, messages, 2020, I never thought it would be filled with mass arrays. I never thought my kids would be doing school from home. I never saw it coming. And I think this year, it's revealed just how much we don't know, just how much we don't have things in our control. But you know what? I'm so glad that our security isn't just about us knowing everything, but it's trusting a God that does know. You know what? I can trust Him 
in the middle of the unknown because He is known. You know, in the unknown, I can trust it because He died for me. There is nothing that can separate me from His love. So I can know His love no matter what. In the unknown, I can trust that Jesus is for me, that He's my greatest advocate, that He's fighting for me, and everything is going to turn out okay because I love Him. And in the unknown, I can trust that Jesus will enable me because it's His power working through me, and greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. You know, when we moved to Australia over eight years ago, I remember struggling in that sense of just not knowing having so much that was unknown. And I remember God giving me this scripture and it's, to be honest, become one of my favourite scriptures. And it's on Isaiah 42. And it says, But I'll take the hand of those that don't know the way, who can't see where they're going. I'll be a personal guide to them, directing them through unknown country. I'll be right there to show them what roads to take, make sure they don't fall into the ditch. These are the things I'll be doing for them, sticking with them and not leaving them for a minute. Know what I've discovered? There is so much we don't know in this life, but there is so much we can know about who Jesus is, where He's leading us, what He's got for us. And so Jazz, it's just amazing to have you part of the message today. And I just love that you're a woman of faith. I love how much you love Jesus. And I know you've been through some pretty challenging situations. And I've, it's been just incredible to see you press into Jesus and discover more about who He is in the middle of it. So I'd love it if you're comfortable just to share a bit about your story. Definitely. Uh, there's been quite a few times, but about three years ago now, um, my husband Adrian and I were expecting our third baby and we were so excited. As you do, you know, you plan and you dream and we already had names and words and things like that. And just a couple of months in, completely out of the blue and totally unexpected, um, some signs started that uh, I was going to lose the baby and that a miscarriage was beginning. And I was actually here It was a Sunday, I was in church, and I remember getting this like lightning bolt of fear deep into my core. Like, I don't even know if I've ever felt that before. But I remember in that moment, my husband was serving and I thought, I'm I'm not gonna run to him, I'm gonna run and finish worshiping. And I went into the auditorium and as I surrendered to God in worship, I was reminded of the proverb that says, if you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? And I thought, you know what? I don't know what I'm about to walk through. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I will not falter. I am going to put my trust in you, Jesus, and I'm going to walk this journey with you. And later that day, um, I actually had prayer from you, which was amazing. Um, And then I went home and it was a crazy time. I know lots of people would have been through it and it's it's heart-wrenching and either you've experienced it personally or you've supported someone who has and there's a lot of emotions that go with it. Um, And I remember it was this conflict of knowing, God, you can stop this from happening. God, you can heal and this pregnancy can continue to completion and healthy baby. And I remember crying out and in my flesh trying to hold on to this baby. Um, But that wasn't to be. And the comforting thing for all of us who have had unborn children um, is that I know that little soul was was 
conceived for a purpose. And I know that that little baby, who I believe was a little girl, is in eternity now, you know, nurtured, parented, free from suffering, free from fear and the challenges that we face here. So I was so comforted by that. But I still had to process the dreams that I had to let go for that child and the hopes that I'd been building and the excitement I had. And, you know, there were friends around me who were pregnant at the same time and, you know, there, were, there was hurt. Um, but the amazing thing is, is that God was so present with me because I didn't for one second think, uh, why Jesus? Because I know God doesn't send bad things and I know that He's always been with me. So I just knew that He was with me and I was able to process that grief with Him. And so there began the most beautiful moments I've had in His presence ever. And I remember it was a, it was a gruelling process of a few days of tests and scans and things like that to actually find out that was for certain what had happened. And I remember leaving the hospital and the song New Wine just started going around and around in my head. And this song talks about being able to surrender completely to Jesus, even in the heartache, even in the struggle and the pain, and know that He's bringing something beautiful, something new, a greater level of authority, something that's gonna help me, but help those around me. And that song sort of became my anthem at that time. And coincidentally, the next Sunday I led, that was on the set list, set list and I led through that song. So what was a terrible, thing to go through. Now I see, wow, it's actually one of the most kind of beautiful things I've worked through ever with Jesus. Yeah. Beautiful. And so Jez, like for you, what did you discover about the character of who Jesus is in that moment for you through that journey? What Was there, you know, new things that you discovered, a new depth of intimacy with Him? Definitely. Like I've known Jesus really personally since I was little. So I know that he's good, but there's always these new levels of love and discovery to find. And through that moment of grief and through other moments of grief as well, um, losing a friend to cancer in recent years, things like that, it's actually that they, they are the times where you get to know the goodness of God. Like he is a big God. We don't have to hide our feelings from him. We, we process them with Him. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be disappointed. It's, it's okay, but you do it with Him holding you in His gentle hands. His arms are wrapped around you and He doesn't leave you for a moment. And I believe that that season produced new wine in me, like the song says. I know that in worship, I felt um, I could sing the songs with so much more authenticity going through the things that I was singing, because maybe previously I hadn't went through that level or that depth of um, grief. Uh, but also God just keeps bringing people across my path, you know, since that time who I'm able to minister to that I may not have been able to if I hadn't been through that myself. I remember sitting next to a lady at a wedding only a few months after, and it turned out she had just miscarried herself. And I was able to pray with her at the wedding, send scriptures, follow up after. Um, she was like from Geelong or something like that, but God places people in my path now. And I know without the richness of what He did in me, I wouldn't have been able to have those opportunities, I believe. 
beautiful jazz. And you know what, I would, I'd love you to actually sing that song over us today, New Wine. And I just prophetically really feel like it's gonna be a healing moment for people. You know, like I know there's some people tuning in today and stuff's gone on in your world that you do not understand. And it's caused there almost to be this broken trust with you and God. And I just believe in this moment as jazz sings, Jesus is just gonna come and He's gonna meet you in a new way. And He's gonna just bring His healing touch because only He understands. Yeah. There are some questions that we're never gonna get, we're never gonna understand, but He does. And as we surrender those things to Him, that's when we find healing and that's when we find His presence in a new way. So Jazz, why don't you sing in a, over us and let's just have a moment with Him right now. So I yield to you and to your careful hand When I trust you I don't need to understand So I yield to you and to your careful hand When I trust you I don't need to understand so make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. So make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus, bring you wine out of me. Bring new wine out of me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. But all you 
given me Jesus bring new wine out of me Jesus bring new wine out of me So Jesus we just thank you so much for your presence we thank you that when we don't understand, we can still choose to trust you because of your character. And I thank you that when we do that, we discover you in a whole new way. That God, your presence surrounds us, that you come and fill every gap. And God, I just pray that as we choose to trust you, that you would take us to new places in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. What that was so powerful, Jazz. And I think it's amazing because I saw you as you made that decision to trust in the middle of not understanding. I saw what God did in you. I saw Jesus just flowing through your life in such a beautiful way. So it's such a testament of you making that decision to trust and how God flows through us when we do that, which is absolutely brilliant. And, you know, just leading on from Jazz's thoughts, I think, you know, the amazing thing in growing in our knowledge of Jesus is that we need to secure a clear vision. Now, as I was actually preparing this message, I, I went for a walk and I was praying and I ended up dropping my phone face downwards and it shattered the screen. And I have a picture of my son Ezekiel on the front cover and I couldn't see his picture anymore because of the shattered glass. And I felt God say to me in that moment, you know what, I feel like there are some of us that have been through knocks in life. We've been through things that cause us to now see an image of Jesus that is blurred, that's distorted. And I feel like Jesus is just wanting again to bring His healing touch and for us to have a clear vision of who He is, for us to clearly see Him for who He is. And you know what, it may have been things that we've been through. It may have been things that other people have said about Him. It may have been disappointments that we've gone through, but we're not seeing Him with a clear vision. You know, the disciples even in the middle of the storm, their eyesight, their view of Jesus was distorted because of the storm that was around them. And I think it can be so easy for us to not see Jesus clearly because of everything that is going on around us. To be honest, I think all of us actually need to secure a clearer vision of who Jesus is. You know, it's not actually till you get a new pair of glasses or new lens that you realise you actually weren't seeing clearly in the first place. I actually still remember getting my first pair of glasses and putting them on and being like, wow, I didn't realise that I was meant to see this clearly. I didn't realise I was created to see this way. You know, I think in the same way, Jesus wants to secure our vision afresh. He wants us to see Him clearly, where we would see Him in a new way and it would cause us to go, wow, I didn't realise Jesus was like this. Wow, I didn't realise that this was the God that loved me so intimately. Wow, I didn't realise that Jesus was for me the way He is. Wow, I didn't realise that He wanted to empower me the way He wants to empower me. And I believe today He's wanting to deposit a fresh vision of who He is. But you know what, I believe, and I think so often we can just be so flippant in our knowledge of who Jesus is. You know, even statements like, you know, Jesus loves you. You know, we can be so much like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know He loves me. You know, I've, I've heard it a lot. You know, I know that He loves me. I'm all good. But you know what, if we really knew that He loves us, it would change everything. 
I mean, His love, it's the most powerful force alive on the planet today. I mean, His love has the power to take us from our absolute brokenness and make us whole again. To take us from our place of weakness and make us strong in Him. One to take us from our place of absolute insecurity and make us powerful through the God that is working through us. You know, but I think that so often our knowledge of His love can feel like something that's just recycled over and over. So we hear it, but we don't actually really receive it. You know, the other day I came into the house from watering the garden and the kids had a gift for me and they'd wrapped up these presents and it was so sweet. I was like, guys, this is so awesome. It was for no reason in particular, but they'd actually just wrapped up stuff that I'd already owned. (laughs) Hope had wrapped up a used candle that was sitting on our coffee table and Zion had given me a vase that he already given me a previous Mother's Day. And so I was, to be honest, like a little bit let down, a little bit disappointed, but I had to go along with it because they were so stoked. You know, I felt in this moment, when it comes to the love of Jesus, It can feel like this recycled gift that we're just receiving again, but we don't really appreciate it because we've heard it before. Now maybe somebody else needs it more than me and we don't receive it with the freshness that we need to. See, the love of Jesus, it needs to be something that we keep fresh in our lives, that we don't allow to go stale, but we actually realise who Jesus is and who He wants to continually discover new dimensions of His love for us. And you know what, Sam, I just thought it would be awesome to hear from you today. And you know, we've walked many years together, you know, many, I think it's over 10 years now, back in the days of West Auckland, and pioneering a, a new service out there. But we just love you guys. We love you and your family. And I know there's been some pretty tough days that you've walked through and incredible experiences that you've been through as a result of that, where you've just discovered God's love in a new way. And I think it'd be awesome today, if you were okay with it, just to be vulnerable about a bit of your story and how you discovered the love of Jesus in a new way through it. Absolutely. Um, About four years ago, (laughs) I went through probably, or absolutely the most difficult period of my life um, on the back of some pretty poor choices that I made. Um, it was very, very lonely and, and dark time um, that resulted in me losing um, a lot of things that were very important to me. Uh, real talk, including my, my beautiful family. And, um, you know, to go from Sam the worshipper that everyone knows and Sam that has everything to, to basically losing everything. And, um, <clears throat> and, you know, being in a position where I become a, a shell of who God had destined me to be, just very, very lonely and very broken. Um, and it was at this point that you know, I actually disqualified for myself, sorry, disqualified myself from anything or having anything to do with God's love. Um, and you know, I just felt like I didn't deserve His love. I felt like I had nothing to give Him uh, in return. And you know, I used to say, I always say that you know, my, my most favourite times of worship um, or encounters with Jesus are when I'm spending time with my family. You know, but at that time, I didn't even have that to give. So I gave him nothing. Um, and that was the reality of where I was and what, and where the love of Jesus was to me at that time. Wow. And so I, I remember walking 
that time through with you guys. And I actually remember a point thinking, Jesus, it's only gonna be a miracle from you that's gonna turn this around. Like there's nothing naturally that's looking like there's got any hope. And so how did and who did you discover Jesus was in that moment for you? Because there was an incredible moment of turnaround for you. Yeah, I remember being on the floor in my room early one morning, just, just broken, crying, you know, just bawling my eyes out and so lonely. You know, I missed my family and, you know, to be honest, um, I wasn't even looking for Jesus in that moment. And He met me, you know, He met me in the midst of, of, of my brokenness. In the moment. I remember so clearly um, His voice um, and it was as simple as, Sam, come. And I think about Pastor David all speaking the other day and it was just one word that shifted the whole narrative of my story in, <clears throat> in that moment. And, and it was just, I can't, I can't remember the last time up until that point that I'd, I'd even spoken to Jesus. And it might've been over a year just because of how I felt. And, but now I'm talking to Him and, and I'm like, God, I, you know, you're telling me to come, but I don't have anything to give you. And He's like, Sam, give me you. I'm like, man, but you know, God, I, and I've been, I'm so far away from you. I've been so far away from you. And, the response, and I've shared it with, with others that have been in similar situations before God responded and said, Man, I've been with you the whole time. I, ne- I never left your side. And I was, <laughs> I was like, ah, God, I can't even, I can't even sing. I can't, I can't even lift my voice. And I just remember clear as day, I don't want your gift. You know, I want your heart. And first time in so long, no, no lights, no cameras, no guitar, no piano no congregation in the room and I'm on the floor in my bedroom. I can barely sing and I'm encountering Jesus in such a way that I never have before. And I love the fact that Jesus met me in the middle of my brokenness. And I'm so much more thankful that He refused to leave me there and that His love pulled me out of that place of brokenness and restored me to a place where I can sit here today and share, you know, four, four years later and, and, and share my story some of the story. Incredible. How amazing is that? And I just love that God's love is so faithful. There is nothing that can separate us from His love. He is right there waiting for us. The moment we turn to Him, His love is there to meet us. And again, I just would love Sam for you to lead us in a song that just talks about how much He loves us. And it would be great for every person that's tuning in today for us just to take a moment with Jesus and allow His love to wash over us afresh. It does not matter where you are. It does not matter what you feel like separates you from Him. He wants to meet you right now. His love is faithful and He is desperate to have a fresh encounter with you right now. So come on, why don't you allow His love just to pour out over your life afresh. In Jesus' Name. He is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy. 
by glory and I realize just beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me and oh how we love us is available to us every single day. God, that we can make a choice to locate ourselves in your love, to find your love afresh. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.